0: welcome to this week's episode of the thinking big podcast and our mindsets on success will dictate where we are and i think that the older we get the more we start to realize this And I see most people starting to get into this personal development and starting to get into this journey late into their 30s and even their 40s before they really get into start doing this stuff. And this week I get to talk with Michael Boley about the mindset of the Gen Zs and how it really is different than my generation, which is the Gen X. And I really wish that I had learned this stuff, that I had been introduced to this stuff at a much younger age like Michael was. Michael is a podcaster, an entrepreneur, and a mindset enthusiast, and he's passionate about expanding his capacity to enjoy his life and really helping others do the same. At age 22, Michael's belief in the power of perception has helped him generate over 200k in sales across his various ventures. This is all while he was in college. Now he is focused on helping Gen Z's create the life they truly desire through his podcast called The Wealth Mindset Show. So today we are thinking big on our wealth mindset. Now, here's Sean. Thinking Big Tribe, I wanna welcome you to the podcast today. And today I've got a very special guest, and we met, God, maybe a year and a half, well, maybe a year ago at the Podcast Movement. Michael, thank you so much. And I wanna tell the listeners, there's, you know, one of the reasons I absolutely love going to some of these conferences is the people that you get to meet and the people that you get to know when when you go do these things and then I, again all the people that are on listening with us always go to events always go out and meet new people every human being is magical and they have things to teach us and things to show and i was i was very surprised when i first started talking with you michael because again we were at podcast movement so there's people who do podcasts on anything and i was very intrigued to hear you know, at your age, the podcast you're, that you were doing. And it's really a mindset and it's the Wealth Mindset Show. And I was very surprised on someone that your age getting into personal development, getting into mindset. And I wish everybody your age got into this. I wish this was taught in school. I wish this, to me, this is the root of, of who we are. And I was, I'm really, really interested how did you get into we're gonna get into you know your wealth mindset show and, and and some of your some of the stuff that you're doing, but I'm really intrigued. How did you get into mindset at that age? Because it, again, it's so odd. Normally you don't see people getting into it until you know later in life.
1: Yeah, man. So well, I'll I'll start with the fact that I was a pretty shy kid uh to get started and I was looking for ways to you know, get my confidence up. And I'll, I'll pretty much start the story there because, um, you know, as, as a kid, I was pretty shy. I, you know, I found it tough to even raise my hand in class and, and get picked on for anything. And um, so I was, I was pretty self-conscious. I was embarrassed, I was uncertain, um, but I was really, really curious. And it wasn't until I got into uh, high school that one of the seniors there when I was a freshman invited me to check out a meditation club and this was the first introduction I had to any sort of philosophy where you know I would read Buddhist philosophy in order to figure out concepts that would improve my life this was like my first introduction to personal development was reading Buddhist philosophy and attending these meditation clubs um, so eventually I became the leader of that meditation club. I took over um, as I, I went through my years and became a senior, took over that club. And from there I uh, moved into college where I had a really tough fallout with one of my closest friends and that challenged me. I, had, I started a sales job and that was very, very difficult getting rejected. And I knew that my personal development journey was not done. Um, So it was actually in my sales gig that my uh, sales manager introduced me to Tony Robbins. And I began exploring more of a Western side of personal development philosophy. And I noticed that there was this really, really cool overlap between what I had learned in Buddhist philosophy or Eastern philosophy, and what I had learned from Tony Robbins. And that was the idea that if you can control your perception, you can really control your reality. And that became my motto. And that's that's when you know I really started only reading personal development books, pretty much everything else went out the window and it just grew from there.
0: So what do you, uh, and I'm very interested in this because I'm in the mindset that I think we knew as human beings, we knew so much of this stuff thousands of years ago, and we forgot so many things through, I don't know if it's either through, you know, just technology or through, you know, just not teaching our kids or or don't know what, but I think the stuff that you learned early, that type of stuff I think has been lost within, within generations. And I'm glad to see that. I think it's, we're starting to relearn or starting to refigure out really some of the things that have been known for centuries. I mean, I think science is now kind of meeting up with it a little bit, you know, and that's what, you know, we talked about on thinking big is I think we're finally starting to meet up with what we've always known. We're, we're starting to get proof. We're, to me, we're, we're, a, we're a society now that we need proof. And and what's weird is we're actually starting to get proof on some of this, uh, some of the stuff. So uh, Man, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I just love seeing the younger generation getting into this, learning this, because I think it's the root of, of really everything we do, all of our happiness. So, what, what what was your biggest learning from going through some of the personal development stuff?
1: Yeah, it, it probably had to be that that one thing that became my motto about perception being just the ultimate. Uh, the ultimate thing for me, at least that was the biggest difference maker in my life was that the understanding that perception and how you choose to perceive or judge a certain situation completely impacts the way it affects you and the way you're able to handle it or take control over it. It, can, it literally changes everything. So from, from the moment on where that really became my motto, I was no longer a slave to situation, no longer a slave to circumstance, because instead of, you know, having the input of whatever would happen to me, whatever, you know, what, what went on or happened for me, you could say, uh, and then directly to me reacting to it, not necessarily responding the way that I want, I notice there's that gap, right? There's that gap of, of space in between where you can slow things down and you get to actually decide how you want to respond, how you want to perceive and judge what happened and then what next steps you want to take instead of just reacting like that. And that, that, that was definitely the biggest thing.
0: You hear a lot of people in personal development talk about, you know, your perceptions, you know, in NLP, you look at people, they talk about your associations, which is basically your perception of things. What do you think the biggest challenge is for younger generations looking at money and the perception? What is the perception of, of money right now?
1: Yeah, it's a really, it's a really a, t- a tough one. And I'll tell you the biggest, I'd say flaw in perception of money that people, my generation have is that, you know, money is dirty by nature. Yep. Now it's my belief that money only amplifies who you are, yeah. right? If you're a good person, then having more money. You'll just naturally be amplified and doing more good things. It'll it's just more resources essentially. Money, if you you know are somehow a bad person, is just going to amplify whatever bad habits uh, or tendencies that you yeah. have. Now, I, I think that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions. And the the show that I have, the Wealth Mindset Show, is targeted at Gen Z, at a younger generation, to reframe how we look at money and how we look at personal development as a foundation for creating a wealth or just creating a successful life in general, having a happy life in general, and kind of the combination between the two. Yeah.
0: I think that that's extremely important for the younger generation to, to learn and actually any generation. Cause even at my, even at my age, you know, the things that I was programmed with, the things that I learned was, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. Those people are filthy rich. The other, you know, limiting mindset to me is, you know, if, if that person's winning, that means I'm losing and it's, you know, it's just this limiting mindset, this poor mindset uh, money-wise is just, I think it goes through all generations, but it's, it's interesting that it's still, that it's still there. And, and I do see that a lot. I do. I, I think I, like you said, I think I see that more now that the younger generation just think money is evil. Uh, it is the root of evil and it's, and it's really not, it's a, again, what you said, it's just a tool going to enhance
1: yeah and i have to say like this stuff is passed down through generations to us and and what we learn in school with regards to money if anything just reinforces that same narrative i actually just had a class where just one of the courses went over you know, personal finance and how to manage your finances and it was the same narrative where you know subconsciously essentially what they were saying was we don't like money money is bad you know, I, money makes you a bad person, like pushing away. But then they're also saying, well, money's something that you have to deal with, something that you have to go through. It's just a fact of life. And, you know, whether or not you know it, a lot of the times people are pushing money away from them because they have a subconscious belief that it's bad. But at the same time, consciously, they want more money they want more impact. Yeah, And
0: that's the thing. It's again, it's a tool to if you're good and you want to make an impact, you have you have to have money to be able to uh, to have the freedom that you need to do what you want. And that's really, to me, what money comes down to. It's a tool for me to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it.
1: I was just going to say, because it, it's so silly that something is so small, like a limiting belief, something that is it's it's just something like something that can be replaced something that can be conditioned and that habit can be changed but something so small the impact when you compound that over years of your life what what it means what it costs you to not get rid of that it's just insane it's unfathomable uh, to not, what, what the difference is in your life to keep holding on to something like yeah. that or to actually be free of it.
0: And you mentioned, you know, when you have that limiting belief, whether it doesn't matter what you consciously want. If you consciously say, yeah, I want to get more money, but if you still have that limiting belief that money is evil, you're going to, push away any opportunity, you're, you're not even going to see those opportunities there with that limiting mindset. It's just not, you're, you're not even going to be aware that those opportunities are there. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what a limiting belief does. It just perpetuates the, <laughs> what we, we, we fight for what we don't want. That just doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. And again, it's something that uh, oftentimes I feel like when I'm trying to get rid of one Limiting belief. I'll dig deeper, and I'll notice that there's actually one deeper than that, and then I have to work on uprooting that or, or getting that out of my system. And uh, sometimes it, it 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 takes a while. Sometimes it it goes pretty deep, at least. Yeah.
0: Have you ever heard of a five y Yes.
1: Five y is deep. Yeah.
0: Five y yeah. and it's uh you know something that Toyota came up with back in like the 30s. But our initial thought of what's causing ca- causing us to do things is not the it's not the root. You got to dig. Normally about five deep to be able to get to the actual root of what's causing the thoughts that we, that we have, what are some of the biggest hurdles you're seeing right now with people?
1: Well, honestly, it's that they don't have a firm, certain belief in themselves. It's, it's just as simple as, you know, I could do this or, you know, I want to go start a YouTube channel or I want to, you know, I really wish I could be. A person in this job and the when it comes down to it it's just like they don't believe enough in themselves in order to take the actions to get there if they simply had the belief in place then they would be able to start taking actions but of course the entire thing is uprooted from the very beginning before they can even start because they just don't believe it's possible for them individually do you think that's
0: and that's an interesting thing. Do you think that's coming from things that our generation is taught has taught people? I'm just it's just it's to me coming from you know, NLP and, and mindset stuff, it's just absolutely fascinating to see these waves and these changes in society and the way you know people kind of kind of think and how they react to to certain things. It's just it, it's mind-boggling to me.
1: I feel like with the rise of social media, it's been a little bit easier, at least for my generation, to create almost a dichotomy or separation between the people who are just lay people and the people who are, quote, successful people and or people who are in places where they want to be. And, and because of how much that's emphasized online and uh, it's it's easier to create this belief that, well, you know, I'm not like that person or I couldn't be like those people over there when really everybody started from a very similar place or had to, you know, work up and have that initial belief in themselves. But I think that that's part of
0: it. Yeah, I don't think and I, you know, when I look at some of the social media, I, I what you said, I don't think people understand the action and what it took. That person to become the success that that you're seeing. You're only seeing, you know, a page in that book. You're not seeing the, you know, the other chapters of, of struggle and 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 you know having to keep going on and and trudging through and and falling down and standing up. And I don't think a lot of that, from my perception at least, I don't think a lot of that is shown, or at least enough of it of it is shown. I think we're seeing all these hey great things, hey we're we're doing fantastic, and not enough of the there were years of crap that I had to go through. It was, it was not, you know, all roses. It was a lot of hard damn work to, to do this,
1: which is kind of a tragedy. And I'm guilty actually of this same thing. I I have to say, but it's a tragedy because people connect online more. And I'd say most through the struggles and through understanding Mm -hmm. that the person that got where they are now had a tough time. They had to work hard. People connect most through seeing that. And so it's it's a shame that more people don't show that side. Again, I'm guilty of the same thing, uh, but show that side of the journey because it's what allows, you know, in my opinion, the strongest connection with other people is for them to see that.
0: I think absolutely true. I think it's 100% accurate. And I think being authentic and showing that, is something that again, not many people do. They don't, and, and I think it's maybe because all we see is good. So it's like, well, if I'm going through shit and I, you know, and I'm struggling, that's just going to show a weakness. It's not going to be, you know, this persona that I want to show. But I can tell you, once you become authentic, once you start talking about that, that is truly when you connect, and that's truly when you really start uh, working with people and and really getting to know them. Because until then, it's just kind of. To me, it's kind of fake, but yeah, you have to be authentic. You have to, you have to show that. And I think, I think social media maybe hindered that, but I think it also might, I guess it could enhance it just as much as it, as it hinders it. If, if people start to, you know, being more and more authentic with the, with the stuff that they're doing.
1: It's totally a tool. It's totally, it can be used either way. It's how people choose to, to use it and and show the real, the real, the real thing.
0: Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the wealth mindset, your podcast, the wealth mindset show what drove you to start that podcast because again i was i was in through i was kind of blown away on your podcast on you know the stuff that you cover and think it's again i think it's 100 percent needed uh for especially your generation What what drove you to really say you know what i need to make a statement here and i need to start talking about this what what drove you to do that
1: so what drove me to start that show initially was learning all that I was learning. I I mentioned back in the story, once I really got into reading personal development books every single day, that became my thing. I was flooded with so many new opportunities to use these new, I thought of them as really cool tools or tricks in real life that would help me in all these amazing different ways. And after using them for a while and seeing the results not only in what was happening just in my success in school and in side hustles, business related entrepreneurship stuff, but just being a happier person. I felt guilty in the moments where I would see other people my age struggle with similar things that I went through and not be able to just share it with everyone or see, see it happening multiple times. And one of the easiest, one of the fastest ways to have an outlet is through a podcast because you know, it's scalable. Everybody can listen to it. I don't explain the same thing to one person and then another person over and over again. And it's, it's fun. It's fun to do. I get to connect with amazing people like you. And uh, so I got started doing this podcast thing and have just been, getting feedback and growing it based on what I've heard from my listeners. And it's really just that it's my outsource. It's my outlet to express and share all these cool ideas and also to help people that are interested in that journey along the way.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. And it's all, it's all about helping at least one, one person. And I know you're just like me when, when you get, someone that, that you know, emails you back or sends you something saying, hey, thank you so much, I, I really needed to hear that. Again, if, if one person uh, who listens to this episode gets one nugget of gold, one thing that pushes them you know, one step closer to their dream, man, it's, it's all worth it. It is, it is absolutely, and, and we have to do that. We, when we have our wins, we have to share them. We have to be able to express them and show them and, and let other people see that there's, you know, there's that way, that way out so from an entrepreneur standpoint what do you think the biggest benefit you you've got from a from doing a podcast
1: i think a lot of people look at podcasts initially as a resource for marketing and sales but what i've learned and is something it's probably one of my biggest takeaways from the podcast movement conference that we met at but it's that the real value I found in my show and having a podcast is the value in the relationships that I'm able to build with a podcast. Um, the people, I mean, th- there's just no, you can't really put a monetary value to the worth of the connections that I've made with the people I've connected with by interviewing them on my show, by going and, and speaking on their show, by speaking about concepts and how we can collaborate on shows. Mm-hmm. It's been, that, that's where the real value and the real worth is for me, obviously next to serving the people that are, that are listening to the show as well. It's just an amazing tool to go and connect with people and build deeper relationships in the industry. Yeah.
0: oh, Very well said. Yeah. And I, you know, I have customers that, and clients that say, Hey, I want to do, you know, podcasting. And, and I always tell them that, tell them that a podcast is not a sales tool it's a long-term thing of getting, again, growing your network, uh, getting to know people. Uh, I've met more people through doing podcasts than I think any anything. And it, it, again, it's a wonderful way for humans to connect and for people uh, to connect. What is one piece of advice, again, coming from, you know, I'm not a Gen Z. What is one piece of advice for someone in my, <laughs> I'm not going to say how old I am, but in, in my era that we need to know about Gen Z's what what are we not getting what what are we not saying what what are we missing here when it comes
1: to Gen Z's i think one piece of advice that you're missing is that Gen Z's are coming from a place where we well i mean one of the biggest differences is that we've just grown up with all of this technology at our hands and at our disposal And one of the things that's done is giving, is Ben giving us an unrelenting experience of others judging us, others judging other people. And so there, there's kind of this, uh, you should understand that when it comes to, to Gen Z, we're used to the fact that something goes online and we get judged on it. We get judged in almost every single situation on a higher level and by more people than used to be the case when there wasn't this kind of technology out there and so i think understanding uh, exactly that, that that that's probably one of the biggest things that contributes when we go back to the limiting belief that i talked about about you know it couldn't be me or i'm not i'm not enough or i'm not worth doing that thing it comes from the the scarcity mindset of not wanting to put yourself out there and uh, get judged because we're so used to the consequences of doing something wrong and then getting judged by massive amount of people online.
0: And, and I work with a lot of people and I manage teams that, that have a lot of Gen Z's on one of the biggest things that I see. And I, and I actually think it's a good thing is I see a lot of people your age that are, that are more in tune with work and life balance more than any other Generation that I've seen, you know, you come in, you get people from, you know, my generation is work, 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 you know, that you're there to work and you do this where I see a lot of people in your generation. Again, I think it's an amazing thing that they, they actually value the work life balance more than any, anybody else that I've, I've ever managed. And work with. So what uh, what are some of the best ways besides going to you know your podcast, The Wealth Mindset Show, what are the best ways for people to get in touch with you or to start working with you?
1: Yeah, so you can find the show anywhere, you find your podcast, Spotify, Apple, uh, and then you can connect with me directly on my Instagram. That's at my name Michael Bowley. Um, so just at Michael Bully, LinkedIn, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Facebook, you can find me any there. Any, any places there to uh, get connected with me. And if you are a creator in the space, looking to monetize your platform, I also help creators do just that by helping uh, with brand deals. So if you're interested, you can hit me up uh, for that. And then other than that, just uh, feel free to chat with me about mindset related stuff, about wealth uh, building related stuff, because that's exactly what I'm here to, to talk about.
0: Thank you so much for being on the show.